0: Whiskey!
1: Welcome to the Whiskey Underground!
0: evening, everyone, and welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We're here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brandt. What's happening, Scott? Not too much, man. It is time to head down to the speakeasy and enjoy uh, this week's, or this month's episode, really, uh, with with one of the distilleries that you can actually provide the listener a lot more insight than anyone, because you've been there.
1: Yeah, this um, this is one of my favorite to talk about too. You know, this is one I guess that it's close to me because I, I sell it, but it really has a f- amazing story that a lot of people don't know. Um, and it's, I guess it's uh, I almost say like it's flagship because it's probably what brings in the most dollars. The regular just eighty six proof um, doesn't have probably the best name. It's more maybe thought of as a, a well bourbon. Uh, But it's really, really good juice. And uh, we're talking about Staple, an original Louisville, Kentucky Whiskey Row um, producer and Old forester.
0: You know, for the longest time, I kind of passed these bottles up, passed up the brand, because uh, it, it just never made a name for me. It never, like, called out to me. And it wasn't until... Uh, I met you, and you were like, "Hey, you got to try this. You got to try this. You got to try this." And these are some really, really good bourbons. I mean, they are finely made. They are well crafted. And y- you know, even if you do go down to like the eighty-six proof, the the, the screw cap. It, yeah. it's something that it's something that honestly, if you're going to go bang for your buck, I would go this over uh, Jack Daniels. I mean, same price point, oh. and you're not going to. You're not going to be sorry for it, Jim Beam. I would go this over Jim Beam
1: all day. I mean, this this is a, this is a a sleeper. Old Forrester is a is a sleeper for sure. Um, yeah. And the, the kind of cool thing about it is, you know, so now they're owned by by Brown Forman, um, which, which is
0: one of my favorite brands,
1: which owns Jack Daniels and Woodford and Haradura Tequila and El Jimador mm-hmm. Tequila and Shambord and,
0: Gl- and and GlenDronic and GlenDronic.
1: Um, Love me some GlenDra, Finlandia, and a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. But um, the Brown and Brown Foreman came from from old Forrester And um, story, I guess it's been told. And um, so, first of all, Scott, t- tonight obviously we're not drinking the eighty six, eighty six. No, booth, no, we're which, not. Which were I kind of wish before? we had some now, just so I could like compare it to to these. Jeep, but
0: Jeeves got—I mean, Jeeves got to have some somewhere, but I don't see it on the shelf.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yep. no, tonight we're we're going to be venturing down Whiskey Row. Now, Whiskey Row is the kind of the name for uh, a bunch of distilleries that are in the Louisville area. Uh, the Whiskey Row series is something that Old Forester started doing about 2014-ish. Uh, they started to put out some different uh, expressions of their whiskey, no age statements, obviously. But what they did was they created these old recipes in a new fashion and in a modern fashion to create a flavor profile that would have been around back when they were. Now, the first two that they did, brand uh, the bottom and the bottom one, was that the first one 1870-ish? Is that um, what it was
1: called? So, I guess, I don't know the release date on the order that they came out, but I can tell you kind of just uh, about the, the series. When I started, when I got into it, they had the three main ones, the 1873, 70. the uh, 1870, the 18... 97? I'm just 1897, them. yeah, the bottle yeah, and bottle. 1897, and then the 1920, and then just recently released the 1910, um, in between those. But that's the cool story. Um, and look, this is, if you, people always like, man, if I had, um, you know, I got 200 bucks to spend on, on a, a bottle, what should I go buy? Or 300 bucks to spend on a bottle, don't go buy it. A bottle of something. Go buy all four of these whiskey row, yes uh, whiskey rows because this is the coolest thing. And whenever people ask me to do bourbon tastings, this is when I always default to because it's kind of the coolest story and it's um, really the coolest well, thing the, to taste.
0: Well, the nice thing about this is that when you're doing a bourbon tasting with these four whiskeys, each one, uh, it, it all comes from the same juice. Started off each the same. One ha- start, all of each one has a different yeah. It's got a different flavor profile and it, it, it's kind of cool to see how each one progresses through time. So if you're starting with 1870, the very first, this is their quote-unquote original batch, going to the 1920, which is their Prohibition style. We'll talk about that, and we'll drink that later. But it's kind of cool to see the way this, this flavor progresses and see how they how they do to do different things in different bottles. It's pretty cool.
1: Yep, and um, so the ones we're not drinking tonight, that first one, uh, the the 1870... Um, it's, it's, I guess, an homage to the first whiskey. The story that was kind of told is the first whiskey that was ever put into a bottle. Pretty much before mm-hmm. uh, before that date, when you wanted to drink whiskey, you went down to your local pub, Watering Hole, and you got it out of a, they a ha- barrel. They had a barrel. Yeah, you got it out of yeah. the barrel. They served it to you there. You couldn't really take it, couldn't really drink it or enjoy it at... Um, at home. Uh, and that 1870 is the original recipe, but it's the original recipe of the first bourbon bottled and put, I mean, in a glass bottle. In a,
0: in a glass bottle for individual sale. Because like, like yep. Brand said, you used to only be able to go down to your local saloon and have them pour it straight out of a barrel, a, a 53-gallon barrel that would sit behind the uh, the bar yep and that's the way you got your that's how you got your whiskey
1: or if you were super wealthy, I assume you had some sort of small Rick house on your property that you had barrels right. you know a cellar um, that you would keep yeah. it
0: on and then it would be put into decanters from time to time which is why we have decanters so yeah because so you what would, you would do would have to make a trip would, every uh, <laughs> yeah you would take your decanter down to the local saloon and you would fill up your decanter and bring it back home and that's how you got your whiskey back to your house. Interesting, interesting times we live in. Uh,
1: You say? (laughs) Yeah. Um.
0: Uh, The second second one was the 1897, and this was... uh, We we talked a little bit about when Bottled and Bond first started with our Henry McKenna. This goes way, 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 way back. Oh, episode one, Episode one. Yeah. Yep, episode one. Um, Bottled and Bond was a a time in, in... A watershed moment in bourbon history bottled and bond act of 1897 that's where it was forcing uh whiskey distilleries to be accountable for the product in their barrel for the product that goes in their bottle and the the sealed in quality the uh the oversight from the government really really forced whiskey to become a a craft rather than a swill which is what it kind of was before so uh interesting to see what they what they do with that it's It got uh, it got wonderful awards. Um, I think it was a master uh, series from the American Whiskey Masters. It got their master label. Uh, You know, really cool. and honestly, best bang for your buck for a bottle of bond. You spend about forty five bucks on it, forty bucks on it, and really, really good flavor profile.
1: Yep. And this uh, cool thing in this this mark, which is one you know one other thing I talk about whenever I'm. Tasting Old Forester is one of few. I'm gonna say it's in the 10 range that actually got U.S. government per, um, permission to produce through uh, through prohibition. So um,
0: one of six. This, there were only yeah. six of them.
1: Yeah, and I'm actually jumping the gun. I'm way too early on this. I don't know what I'm thinking. But yeah, bottled bottled in bond. Uh, Old Forester obviously had something out back then because they were making this in the bottle first. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, that was their that was their claim. That's early. their
0: actual trademark. Is first, uh, you know, first, first bottle bourbon yeah. in America. Yeah. So then so, S-
1: Scott skip nineteen ten because it's something special. We will do it. It was last. It was kind of last one. So
0: well, let's, well, why don't we why don't we start pouring some of these? Yeah. So uh, let's let's talk I'm, about nineteen twenty.
1: Let's talk about nineteen twenty.
0: Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start with nineteen twenty. We'll go ahead and pour this one. This is the prohibition style. Yes. Now, obviously, we all know what happened in nineteen twenty. America decided that it was time to temperate, temperate the movement of alcohol, and uh, we got prohibition, which is basically a string of thirteen years where no alcohol was allowed to be made in America. Or, or it sold, or sold, I guess, yeah, sold, consumed, or made in America. So it—that's
1: um, what I was—that's was what a I was saying. Dark,
0: depressing time.
1: It uh there were several uh, distillers that actually got U.S. permission to produce during Prohibition. Old Forester was one of them. Um, some of your some of your really old famous ones um, were in that in that group as well. But Old Forester definitely was one of them uh, that got to make it for medicinal medicinal purposes during during Prohibition.
0: So yeah, the Volstead Act of 1920, which kind of started Prohibition, uh, granted did grant. Six distilleries in Kentucky permission to uh, to bottle bourbon for medicinal purposes. There you go. You know, some look. You got to have your. You got to have your medicine. Your, mm-hmm. your grandpa's cough medicine, and this was this was one of them. So, Old Forester continued to produce this medicinal whiskey on Louisville's famed whiskey row. It was the only bourbon continuously sold by the same company that has been offered for sale before, during, and after prohibition. Could you
1: imagine uh, if you had a bottle of Prohibition?
0: Oh, my God. I wonder what that would go for. uh, That'd be crazy expensive right now. Yeah. yeah, Now, during this time, every single whiskey that was bottled for medicinal purposes had to be at 100 proof. So, again, going back to the bottle and bond uh, requirements, it had to be at least an entry proof of 100 into the bottle. So, in... At Old Forester, what they said was, we're going to do it. We're going to entry proof it into the barrel at 100. Now, through the evaporation, we've talked a little bit about evaporation. Through the evaporation, water actually evaporates through uh, through heat through uh, through the barrel, and you actually get end up getting a higher proof when it comes out. So that's why when you see something that goes into the bottle or goes into the barrel at like 114 comes out at like 130, and then they proof it down to what, what they want on the flavor, flavor profile. So the angels share here in this whiskey would, would have created a 115 proof after maturation. So, I'm thinking this is probably taking the uh, the bottled and bond requirements. So I'm guessing this is probably a you know somewhere in a four year old range. It doesn't actually say, but did did it
1: have it? I know. Remember that that brown foreman sheet we had? Did it have? I did. Did it have the year? I don't recall.
0: I don't think it did. Let's see if I can find it real quick.
1: So yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't give. Uh, it doesn't give you age.
0: So yeah, this one. This one doesn't have an age statement, uh, but we do know it's a. It's a very typical 72 18 rye, 10 uh, percent malt mash bill. So pretty pretty high malt, which is uh, what you get for the, uh, the high proof here. Um. Brent, what do you get when you smell this one?
1: I mean, it's definitely got classic kind of vanilla almost i mean almost a little little butterscotch it's kind of a very it's kind of sweet on the on the nose
0: yeah it's a lot of like caramel brown sugar
1: yeah
0: i mean look the ethanol is there but it's not i mean for the for 115 proof it's not like burning your nostrils
1: yeah maple maple syrup a little yeah, a little, a little fruit
0: yeah a little dark fruit it's pretty unique actually. For for a bourbon, it's pretty it's not typical like bourbon sweet corn on the nose, vanilla straight up.
1: No, it's uh, uh definitely has a sweet a sweetness almost I mean almost a freaking dark rumish.
0: Ooh, there's like a hint of like chocolate, not dark chocolate. Like almost like cocoa bean. It's it's um it's it's a good aroma. I really like the nose on this one the The tingling is there when you when you get your nose down in there, it's there.
1: It's when not it but it's burn. not a I mean I've had uh, you oh, it's know, not 80 like, proof vodka that had yeah. more ethanol you know, just straight.
0: yeah, it's not straight ethanol and when you when you kind of let that you know go away. This is the what, real dark fruits come out. It's a lot, delightful
1: on the nose, and this is one of those things with bourbon. Whenever, whenever the nose is is good, it, it puts you in the right mind frame to you know to taste yeah. it. It doesn't like just hit you in the ass. Um, you know, whenever you, whenever you smell it and you have this big nasty ethanol smell, you just know it's going to be going to be good. So, I'm ready to dig in.
0: All right, dig in because I smell cherries and I'm starting to really like this one. <laughs>
1: See now, to me, you definitely taste the heat, or taste the, know, taste the ethanol, taste the high proof, on on the front end. I, I feel like the nose is super sweet and super soft, and then when it hits you, when it hits the front of your tongue, you're like, whoa, okay, it's 115 proof.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's definitely high proof on the taste. The brown sugar caramel really. Goes re- uh, well with the malt, the graham, like a graham cracker, malt on the, on the f- taste. Uh, definitely got those spices, from the the proof. A little bit of that cinnamon or like, peppery flavor. Almost more peppery than cinnamon. Cinnamon. But the finish on this one. This one is this, it's 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 s'mores. It's s'mores. There's the toasted marshmallow, the graham cracker, and a little hint of chocolate. I really, really like this one a lot. It it, it it's, it's s'mores, man.
1: S'mores. I mean, I get the graham. I definitely get the graham cracker, but I get like a a nutty a nuttiness, and the finish kind of has that that nuttiness, almost like a I don't know, almost like a walnut.
0: Yeah, like a little, a, waxy dry, a little
1: dry, a little drier kind of. I don't know.
0: It's definitely it's definitely got a drying finish, kind of a waxy finish. I love this one, a lot. Mm. Yeah, the more I, the more I taste this one, it's not sweet on like, it's pretty sweet on the aroma. It's very chocolatey, very cherry, very caramelly. On the aroma. Why am I saying why at the end of everything? (laughs) But the taste is definitely spicier and more oaky. And you do get a nice uh, wood note on the taste. And then the finish just... It just... I don't know. I don't know why I get s'mores. Like a chocolate toasted marshmallow graham cracker. It's s'mores, man.
1: I mean, yeah. And and the finish definitely has... I
0: don't know. It
1: does kind of have that... It does kind of have a... uh, so, I, th- I kind of put the waxiness finish to like the marshmallow. I almost don't yeah. taste the marshmallow, like, but I feel you know, marshmallow. like a, like a, feel like a gelatinous. Gelatinous, yeah. And that you said That's that, good. it's kind of like, it definitely feels like after I've eaten a marshmallow. Because you know, marshmallow almost feels like it's, you got the texture there, but after you eat it, it feels like it dries your mouth out. Yes. Well, it it's it's the,
0: whatever that cornstarch is on the outside.
1: The powdery cornstarch. Yeah, the
0: powdery stuff. Yeah. Um, excellent, excellent bourbon. I mean, Brown Foreman, Chris Morris. By the way, Chris Morris is the master distiller here at Brown Foreman. He runs not only of Old Forester, but he also uh, is the master distiller over at Woodford. He does some amazing things with with uh, this liquid.
1: Yeah, and this um. Like I said, it's just—it's kind of cool the difference in the taste of all of these. Um, and this is the same mash, same bill, same mash, same bill, mash bill, same mash bill as Woodford Reserve. So you kind of feel like he's all the different flavors that those two brands have. Um, I, that's what I like about showing these four—these four off because you see how vastly different aging and finishing and. Barrels and where it sits in the Rick house and all that come into
0: crazy play when you have the same the same juice uh the more the more I taste this the more I get that nuttiness on the taste not it, it's not as prevalent on the finish but it's like you you move this surrounding mouth you do the Kentucky chew this one definitely has like a, a nice warming um, like nutty flavor like like you said that walnut this is a great like winter whiskey.
1: And then I mean this is one that it's it's for me it's almost like to, it's kind of crazy if there is a negative it sounds weird but drinking it to me is the worst part of the whiskey the snow, and I say this the nose is amazing and the yeah. finish is heavenly oh heavenly but it's just it, it is definitely hot this would be one that I think I'd be interested to see what it, what it would do on a cube and actually, I'm going to I'm going to top myself off and put a, just a little bit of water yeah. in this to that's see water jugs. What, what water does bring us our water jugs I'd almost would do a I think on on ice this would be
0: I wonder what it would be like on ice
1: pretty damn good
0: speaking of ice brand uh, to help our listeners I actually found the best whiskey ice maker
1: did you you got it
0: I did I got it I tested it out it takes a long time. It takes about forty-eight hours to make two balls of ice, but by God, they are crystal clear. Really? And essentially, what it is, it's a slow freezing method. So basically, you fill this like styrofoam uh, plastic box of wa- with water, and then you put the uh, the molds down into that that water, and it fills up the two molds, and then you top it off, and then you leave it in the freezer for about forty-eight hours. And it makes a... I mean, for without any apparatus, without any special equipment, it makes a very... And I would say about 95% crystal clear ice ball. Hmm. And they, they sell it in ice cubes. I got it on Amazon. You just Google whiskey ice ball clear, crystal clear uh, maker and you'll find it on Amazon. It was maybe like 30 bucks, And yep. honestly, really cool and great value. Uh, the same one... The same one at McAllen, the uh, same exact product, will run you 60 quid. That's about $100. Yeah,
1: because it's got the logo on it, huh? Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, So of yeah. Uh, on, on water, I, I've added water mine. You, add, you added water to yours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: So it definitely knocked the nose down a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's not a, it's, there's no ethanol anymore.
1: But see, it lost lost some of its sweetness. And actually, I I think it lost some of the maple syrup and brown sugar and pulled a little bit more of the fruit, like a little more cherry maybe on the nose.
0: Yeah, the cherry's there. The the sugar's gone. I almost feel like there's more wood notes on the nose. Mmm. Mmm. So, Brent, you know how we were saying that the, the star of this whiskey was the was originally the nose and the finish the water makes the palate yeah. the star of this show now
1: yeah, the water palate is much was,
0: the palate is much more sweet now
1: I was about to say that it brought out to me it brought out a little sweet it brought out a little kind of light peppery spice that I can taste in there the finish is still and the finish is still good this mm-hmm. is definitely this is definitely one that water promotes it for sure.
0: Oh yeah. Wow. Um Wow, this is so much better with water. Add just a few drops or even put this one on a on a big block of ice and let it just let it sit there for a second. This is oh, excellent with water. This is actually I, I think this is one of the few, and we've probably only had a handful that have gone up in, in value or gone up in rating. With water, because you're right. The uh, mm. the the palate or the uh, the finish is still there. Finish is still just as good.
1: See, I'm getting. I mean, I'm getting more fruit, more. I don't know, I think every everything. I think it cut the sweet for me, but it brought out all the floral and fruit and spice and the all the opposite of of the the sweet brown sugar
0: yeah I love I like this with the water better I think mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all the spices are, are there on the taste it's a little there's a little bit more of that um, the waxy walnut and a little bit more of the uh, the, uh, the oak notes the barrel notes which kind of give it a nice a nice flavor profile but it also brings out a lot more of those sweet uh, cherries the cherry preserves ooh yeah like a cherry jelly or jello not jello jelly
1: I'll be talking about Jello in this bar.
0: Yeah, I know we don't do Jello shots fe-
1: here. We got fe- well, we got female bartenders. The only body to get Cosby.
0: No, no. Did finish Jell-O, Jello
1: shots? We could do Jello shots with Pappy. <laughs> Didn't somebody like get? <laughs> yeah, busted doing
0: that. I, uh, I remember. I that, on one of the other Jack, Facebook being a jackass. Face- yeah, the Facebook bourbon groups or whatever. I saw that. <laughs> I still, I still highly doubt he actually did
1: that. I agree.
0: Um, finish is, is definitely less s'mores and more of, uh, more of the cherry, waxy walnut finish, oak finish.
1: Yeah, see for me, finish finish held pretty, pretty true, on it. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little less dry on the finish.
0: Yeah, it's definitely sweeter on the finish. It's definitely more more fruit forward now. But awesome, really awesome. All right, um, Brant. Uh price point on this one's $59. It's right around 55 to 60 bucks. And and honestly, if you see it at that price point, I think it's well worth it. 60
1: bucks all day on this guy. Yeah. Um, um, this is one this is I uh, think a bourbon I will never not have.
0: Oh yeah, no, I have I have we have a uh, couple bottles here in the Speakeasy. I know I've got one at home. You've probably got a couple at home. I think I have a backup one somewhere. This is one you do not run out of. Yes. All right, so, uh, since you've been to the distillery, let's start with your score on this one, since you're the master of Old Forester.
1: Um, well, I always have to look back for reference at where I, where I went on some others. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say this is a... Um, Like, I don't want to give it too low.
0: Oh, yeah. This this is a 90. Yeah. I I don't disagree here. Uh, This, for me, is an 89. I absolutely adore this whiskey. 89. High praise for uh, Old Forester on this one. 89-90. It's a good score. I mean, that's a very respectable score.
1: I mean, that's why I was kind of looking at what what else uh, ranked it with. I mean, it's I gave it Four Roses a ninety-one. Jack Daniel's single barrel got an eighty-eight, and you gave it a ninety-one. You actually ranked Jack Daniel's single barrel higher than this. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, for I gave the No Chill Filter uh, small batch from Four Roses a ninety. Um, Lagavulin gets a ninety. Let me just go to bourbons. Uh, Knob Creek single barrel gets a ninety-one. Four Roses Eleanor 1860 Weller Antique Booker's yeah. Little Two. I mean this this honestly this is a this is on par with like Booker's little uh, Booker's Number Two. Yeah, Little Book Number Two. Yeah, and that's a ninety. So yeah, eighty nine. You know what? I'm going to qualify it eighty nine without water, ninety with water because it does it does gain a little bit.
1: We actually both ranked this higher than Pappy Twelve.
0: Pappy. You know, look. <laughs> yeah, I was someone, just someone someone was asking me last week. You know, is pappy worth it? Yeah, but yes wor- worth and it,
1: no. Worth it is a very vague term. It's is like, it
0: worth? Is it worth the the trouble to hunt for it? Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, but to me that's the wor- that's the worth. The worth the, is yeah. the fun in finding it. I don't really I mean once you find it, it's.
0: Is it worth what you would pay at a bar for it?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, here, here's another. I mean, if, if you have never had it, you don't have a chance to ta- to taste you've never had a chance to taste it, I mean, yeah. ma- maybe it is. If you're celebrating... Yeah. Look, if you're celebrating an anniversary, a birthday, a wedding, a whatever it is, a raise, I mean, and, and Pappy's what you're feeling, I'm not going to say that it's not a good decision to splurge on something like that, but that's kind of what it... That's kind of what it is. It's not. There ain't nobody that's like, man. I, I I I drink pappy and nothing else. True. You know, nothing compares to pappy. I drink pappy and nothing else. I mean, it just. I mean, one obviously, that person's got to have an insane budget if they're buying enough, second secondary market pappy to, <laughs> to drink just pappy. But I don't know. There's a lot out there that competes with it. But anyway, yeah. anyway, now, this I mean,
0: honestly, honestly, this competes really well with it. I think this is an excellent uh, whiskey. That if you told me, I had to spend, you know, two hundred dollars for a bottle of Pappy Twelve or sixty bucks for a bottle of uh, nineteen twenty, give me the nineteen twenty. Yeah. Every day. All right. So now we go to the uh, what I what I'm going to say is. The cream of the crop from Old Forester's Whiskey Row series.
1: This could be one of the best things that Brown Foreman.
0: Now makes. you have uh, I'm gonna let you talk about this because you have been uh, you have been raising this banner on this whiskey for the past, oh, I don't know, year or so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe year and a half. 'Cause I um I feel like I just remember I remember you telling me go find this and don't let it go.
1: Yeah. I feel like this Maya came out um, around this time last last year uh, right. so a little over a year a year old um, I got literally two bottles of it and then in my area it went out of stock and it's just about to come back in, in stock and so it's been out of stock for a year and people are losing their freaking mind over this.
0: Um, I think when they when they first made it they they did not make the quantity that they thought it was or they, they that it was no deserving of
1: so I don't remember the stats but I'm gonna say that they they launched so 1920 was the third one I want to say they maybe they released them in year order so 1920 was the third one. it came out it blew all the expectations out of the water I don't know they sold. I don't know four thousand cases of it in the initial launch. I'm just pulling numbers out of my ass. They mm-hmm. they made um they made like double the 1910 for the initial launch and sold out of it like instantaneously. It it blew all expectations out of the water and that's why they've had such such a difficult time getting a second batch of it. They just weren't ready. They thought it was. They thought they made a year supply and they literally made a, a month nope. supply. A month supply.
0: Um, it was definitely not a year right. supply because I, I got yeah. a bottle shortly after you told me, and I did not realize how quick it was going to sell out.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, what this is is, it, I haven't found an earlier, I guess, example of this, but this is without knowing it, seemingly the creation of finishing. Are um, double barreling, you know, like Woodford Reserve has a double, a double oak, and all these other, right. you know, I guess it's not necessarily finishing. I guess it's more double barreling, um, which essentially is it, it it's is. finishing. But it, but they're but not it calling it they're finishing? not calling it that. Bourbon world right. necessarily doesn't call it that until you get things like you you until you introduce something other than bourbon. You don't really call right. it. Fi- you don't really call it finishing.
0: Finishing finishing is more of putting it into another type of cask where it's another liqueur or liquor that has been in that cask, like wine, or sherry, or port, or uh, what, what's the new one? IPAs and stouts yeah. is, a new, is a new one that's going on. Yep. This is more double barreling, and, and you're right. This is the very first known example by accident.
1: Right. So, even back then, um, even with, with probably in, in 1870 with the first bottled bourbon, um, they were making it in batches. They would take, I don't know, back then, maybe it was five barrels, ten barrels, whatever they can manage. They had a vat. they dump it all into the vat. Your blender, your distiller checks it, tastes it, says it's good to go. And boom, they start opening the bottle line. And they're bottling out of this vat. So October 22nd, 1910, they have a fire on the bottling line that halted production. They had an entire vat ready to go uh, to make whiskey. Well, they couldn't put it in bottles because the bottling line got destroyed. So what did they have to do? Put it back into barrels. Well, they didn't have the barrel. They didn't have the barrels, or didn't think that they wanted to put it back into the used barrels. So they put it in brand new charred barrels. So it basically got a second maturation in new. Charred American oak barrels, just like what you have today in the Woodford Reserve Double Oak, um, but now they're doing it with this juice from Old Forester in that Old Forester warehouse. And I don't know what's different about this than Woodford Double Oak, but it is something special. And I would say Woodford Double Oak is freaking amazing too. And honestly, oh yeah, I absolutely. wish I had, I wish I had Double Oak because I'd taste them side, side by side.
0: Yeah, we um, uh, well, we finished off the Double Oak.
1: Anyway, I will get one now because I want to taste this next to double.
0: Yeah, you know that'd double be that insu- well, You know what? We'll have to do that either same. on Shorpor or just post our results on the Facebook group. Yeah, um, yeah. This is this is essentially the same process that Woodford was doing with the Double O, except in this one for for this um, for this whiskey, what Brown Foreman says, and this is the master taster Jackie Zykin. Zykin, right? Who's that? Jackie Zykin? I don't know. Okay. I couldn't tell So, Jackie Zykin, who's their master taster, said what they do with the the new charred barrels is they basically toast these lightly and then heavily char them. Like, chars are usually measured in seconds. You know, 15, 20, 30 seconds. 30 seconds is pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. This one is measured in minutes. This one basically gets charred to the point of no return, like... When they were first doing this, they basically thought that the barrel would be incinerated and it wouldn't actually hold the whiskey. Like, this is the most heavily charred barrel they've ever done. Hmm. So it's really, really charred.
1: I mean, I bet you it's like just like what they call like crocodile skin. Oh, alligator skin? Yeah. Yeah. Alligator skin, yeah. 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 So let's pour
0: some of this because I know we tell you do not judge whiskey by the color because the color means really nothing. But my God, this is dark. This is ridiculously dark. So, let's, let's give this one a try.
1: The, I love the, uh, the official color notes on this. What do they call this one? Weathered Rosewood.
0: Yeah, it is. It honestly has the same color of, like, Macallan M.
1: Oh, uh, no, that is so good on the nose. This is, this is your s- sticky toffee pudding right here.
0: Yep, very very caramel, baked cake. It's got pick?
1: some dried fruits, some like fig. Yeah.
0: Dried fruits, figs. There's a little bit of like nuttiness to it, but more like, um, what's the the sweeter nut? Pecan.
1: This is. like uh, Baking, baking spices, and yeah, dude, this is almost like this is very getting very holiday-ish. Like,
0: oh, I know. This this is literally a sticky toffee pudding.
1: Yeah. Taste it.
0: All right, yeah. Um, my nosing notes on this one: a little bit of oak up front. You, you definitely taste the second barrel, or smell the second barrel. Caramel, sweet baking. Oh god, getting in this. Hmm.
1: That it's just as smooth and as soft as can be.
0: There is no like this is ninety three proof. It so, is sweet on the on the palate, a little tiny bit of, tiny tiny bit of pepper, but it's like dark berries, cherry, and caramel syrup. Good mouthfeel, so by the way.
1: They say they, they they put this into the second barrel at a hundred proof. Um, yes. And it, it allows the sweet wood sugars to dissolve more into the whiskey. And then, of course, they cut it down to 93, which is what the bottle, bottle proof is. So I don't know. I'm assuming it's not coming out of the first barrel. So they probably, I guess they're proofing it to 100 out the first barrel. So it's proofed. And then maybe it's aged it, Yeah. Aged at, at proof because there's no way they there's no way that every batch would come out at a hundred proof into second no, second no, barreling, no. which is kind they've of got
0: to proof that they've got to proof that down to a hundred proof which to get is in the barrel.
1: Kind of interesting that they're proofing it down and then aging it back and putting it back in the barrel after it's after it's proofed, uh, proofed down. So it's I mean, it's, it's had, sitting in there with some water cut into it.
0: Now I've had a lot of double oak because I really really do enjoy that bottle i took a bottle down to the jersey shore this summer this is all no this isn't almost this is an absolute upgrade to the double oak
1: yeah yeah this is Lex. this is lexus toyota it's like yeah fe- it feels the same yeah. but it's just that much more refined
0: oh yeah, yeah. this is excellent The, the oak isn't overly prevalent. You can tell ta- you can tell it's there. You can take you can taste it. You can smell it. It's there on the finish, but it's not like punching you in your face. There's so much cherry flavoring, dark berries. Um, this is like a this is like a, a sweet holiday Rais- dessert.
1: Raisin oatmeal, raisin. Oatmeal, oh yeah. Raisin. But it's still got sweet corn. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because you're like, man, oatmeal raisin and sweet corn would just not go good together. But here It's honestly
0: are. like you, t- you, you took an oatmeal raisin cookie and drizzled caramel on top of it.
1: Mm.
0: Which would be amazing.
1: I've got to pour more. and I don't have very much left in this bottle. But I have a backup, luckily.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I I, I I literally I was at the store and saw like four bottles and I grabbed three of them. I didn't want to be a complete hog. Uh, th- this is excellent. I absolutely love this one. Now this is $54.99 for a bottle. So a And cheaper. honestly that is a steal.
1: So $54.99 Woodford Double Oak Let's see
0: $49.99 Usually by me, forty nine. Um, yeah, I can't.
1: I don't have. I don't have it listed on here. But yeah, it's. So yeah, just a little you know, upgrade the, from that. Woodford in w. the day,
0: in the day and age that barrel proof and high proof whiskeys are kind of like the new IP, like the IPA of the whiskey world. This one doesn't need it. This one is sitting perfectly at 93 proof. Yeah, it's done right. 46.5 is just absolutely splendid for this one. Man, I really like this one. All right, um, Brent. I'd love to see what your number is on this one.
1: Yeah, this this one's definitely above... I mean, this is. Oh yeah. I don't know, I'm flip. I'm flipping back to. Man, how about ninety three? You're this? not.
0: Again, you're not off mine by much. That's uh. That's I think where this one sits. Um, I only have one bourbon ranked higher than this and that's Booker's little book number 1 me too. this is a night this is a 92 for me it's uh, you know i love scotch scotch is my favorite kind of whiskey and i rated macallan rare casket 93 this is a 92 it tells you something about this one this one was well crafted and chris morris did a fine fine job making this whiskey This is
1: it's way, right up there. One of the best. It's
0: right up there with Elmer T. Lee for me.
1: Mm. I uh, So yeah. Uh, I think I think this is this is one that if you could buy a bunch, this could be this would be a daily drinker, and you would be a, a happy man.
0: If you could get like a, a a a six case price on this at something like fifty bucks and you're going to spend $300 on a case of whiskey that you know you could basically last for, it would, it would last you for, you know, two or three years, it would be well worth the $300 to have this on hand for the next two or three years. To make sure you could enjoy this for a long time to come because I I, I see a lot of these these kind of fleeting moments in whiskey where they put out a batch and it kind of, Stays around for a couple years and then they just they move on to the next thing. I really hope this one stays around for a while. This was a if if the others go away, I'd be okay with it. They're still very good, but I wouldn't miss them. I would miss this one terribly.
1: I think um, I think from a from a business and marketing standpoint, they did a really awesome thing with this because if okay, 1920's great. It's probably now the second bestseller when it comes to this series. 1910 is kind of pulling the lead. But even if the 1870, 1897 eighteen ninety seven don't sell, what it costs to produce those two bottles is nil. It's the same. Oh, yeah. It's the same glass. It's the same juice being laid down. I mean, you know, if you if you produce those at a at an eighth of the volume of what you produce these other two, it doesn't really it doesn't really cost anything. Uh, you know, a little bit of change in the bottle line, a little bit of, you know, yeah. It's not like it's a it's a very drastic product even even what's crazy is like when you look at woodford reserve you always think why they made the bottle for double oak different instead of just a different label but the bottle i don't know the bottle's way different why it's
0: it's a wider stubbier bottle uh now
1: now scott you just got one of the the um the weededs is it the same bottle as the original same thing. Same, the malt, as, the, same the as, the malt, as the original. Same as the malt. malt. Well, malt and rye. So original, malt, yeah. rye. All the all of them were the uh, same, but the double oak is a different, different and bottle. And
0: the and the double double that you got at the distillery has that same wide, short, stubby bottle.
1: It's the same bottle as the original, but it's just a 3.75. just a smaller, Oh, okay. The three point seven five. Yeah. but it's original. I, bo- it's the original bottle.
0: But I don't know why they. I, then I don't know why they did the the. Double Oak in that like stubby weird bottle. I mean, I, I like it. I kind of I, I kind of like that little stubbiness. It, it kind of reminds me of the Old Forester birthday bourbon, which is that almost like a rum bottle.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like whenever I see the Old Forester birthday bourbon on the shelf, uh, which is like never, um, I just think of those bottles that Jack Sparrow is running around with on the beaches in uh, the Caribbean when he's looking <laughs> for the rum. Yeah. It looks like an old rum bottle, which it probably was.
1: Might, yeah, might be where that came from.
0: Uh, this is excellent. So, uh, Brant, I got to say, thank you for introducing me to Old Forester because I would, I honestly would have kept passing on this day in, day out until uh, something came along.
1: Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, something extraordinary comes out new. And uh, this has been, I man, look, this was, to me, this was last. This was last winter's phenomenon. This mm-hmm. su- this summer it was the Four Roses non-chill filtered uh, that was amazing and now I'm, I mean we're just waiting for the next the next thing, you know, you get a couple of year that just really blow your skirt up just waiting for that next yeah. that next one.
0: No, and and I know they uh they do a single barrel program over at Old Forest now you've got a couple samples of that we have one that we're gonna, we're gonna be drinking later on in the speakeasy. Um, I, I can't remember if that's gonna be a short pour, or if that's one that I we're doing we're in a series.
1: About. I don't know. I've oh no, no,
0: it is. September of next year, we're gonna be doing September of twenty twenty. We're gonna be doing the uh, Old Forester Statesman and Old Forester Single Barrel side by side. So it's kind of an Old Forester heavy season this year.
1: <laughs> I guess so.
0: For for a good reason because. They make some good whiskey.
1: I mean, look. I mean, it, it, Old Forester is not a, is definitely not a bourbon to ever take take lightly or pass pass on. Like you said, take this over Jack Daniels, take this over Jim Beam. You know, take this over. Yes. B- both of both of those for sure every every day. Um, it's fantastic. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a damn good bourbon and. Uh I would highly recommend it. So if you've got uh, your notes on the Old Forester 1910, 1920, we've put those out on the Facebook group for you to go find. Make sure you've uh, gotten a chance to taste these because these are really, really good. Let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know your tasty notes uh, when we post the show. Post them below the the show page uh, that, that I, I post the, the link to the show. Post, post what you think about them. Post your notes and let us know what you get on it.
1: Definitely encourage them. Um more of that. I mean, we'd love to know that uh, somebody out there is listening and drinking with drinking what we're drinking. I know a few uh, few guys have posted some of the things they like and didn't like, but I'd love to know. Like after we do a show and post it, um, if you went and had a dram of that, um, even if you got to go to the local you know the local bar and grab it, if you have had a dram of something that we reviewed on the show, we'd love to hear how. Uh, your your taste buds compare. What you thought? Maybe you know. Maybe you hate it. Look, there's. I got a lot of close friends that uh, do we do not agree um, palate <laughs> wise, uh, which is great because they'll get something and yeah. hate it. Hate it. No, they'll, they'll they'll give it to me and say, hey, finish this bottle off, and I'll I'll love it. Uh, you know, and vice vice versa. Which there ain't there ain't much that I give up.
0: I've had a number of people tell me that the 1920s better than the 1910 and then vice versa people say the 1910s better than 1920 it's all a it's all relativity it's all your individual palate so like I said go over to our Facebook group facebook.com slash group slash BSEA podcast and let us know what you think of the whiskey that you're drinking so whether it's whether you know whether you go grab a bottle off the shelf and you know taste it out for the first time let us know your thoughts post your post not just what you're drinking there Post your notes to it so that we can, you know, others like you and I and the and the other secret members of the society can can compare their notes so that when they see that bottle and they see your notes and say, "Oh, you know what? This guy really liked it. Let me let me check it out and bring it home, and then he can compare his notes to yours." It's a good way to educate, because we're That's all it. about the education here. Share what you learn. Yep. Well, in that case, Brant, uh, we got an, an awesome show coming up. Next month, um, we are going to be drinking uh, some rye. So we have, uh, we have a couple of ryes that we're going to be getting here. The Willet Family Reserve Rye, which is a, a little more exclusive. One yeah. of the, what is that, four years old, usually?
1: Yeah, typically four years four years old, and it's not their mainstay. I mean, it's different. It's just uh, not their, what they're known for. I mean, Willet's known mm-hmm. for that big pot still bottle. That's yep. what everybody pot knows still bourbon. for. So this is kind of a little bit different.
0: Yeah, so the Willet Family Reserve Rye we're going to be drinking, uh, alongside probably one of the more common and uh, most, I'd I say most prolific is that it's recommended for almost every single whiskey cocktail, and that's Rittenhouse Rye. Again, something you're going to find on the shelves on a regular basis. Definitely uh, go check those out. Make sure you grab a bottle of those. We're going to be drinking those in December. Uh, it's a perfect time to be drinking rye whiskey. It's got that nice warming spice to it. Uh, it, it's got that nice uh, cinnamon feel, that peppery feel, and uh, and uh, just come check those out with us because they're going to be really good for a nice cold winter month.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we haven't really dug into... I don't know if we... Have we done any rye's?
0: Uh, uh No. No. I don't think
1: we've done any rye, So That's kind of we, interesting.
0: We, we made cocktails with rye. Mm, that's right. Back when we did the cocktail episode. But we haven't drank rye's neat, and... In December, I will forewarn you, there may be a short pour or two on some Midwinter's Night's Dram from High West. So, yeah, December is Rye Month, officially.
1: I love it. Make it make it happen.
0: Make it happen. Make December it happen. is Rye Month. So, in honor of Rye Month, go out and get some Midwinter's Night's Dram if you can find it. Uh, Willett Family Reserve Rye and Rittenhouse Rye, that's what we're going to be drinking uh, in the month, uh, along with maybe some other things. Absolutely. Also, Brent, I uh, just want to preview for everyone coming up in December. Uh, Brent and I went out and we got the, uh, the right. advent calendar, the, the Spirit and Spirit Co. advent calendar. I posted a link to the Facebook group. If you're interested in drinking a dram a day with us, uh, we're going to be drinking a dram a drama day every day from December 1st to December 24th. And uh, it's the single cask whiskey advent calendar. So it's. A mix of American whiskeys, Scotch whiskeys, world whiskeys, that are all from single cast. so they're rare whiskeys that you're not going to find anywhere else, which is kind of cool.
1: Now it it's pretty cool. We went, we looked through all of them, and this one was the one that was the most intriguing, and to, to both Scott and I had a lot of stuff on there that uh, I think neither one of us have really ever have, have tried mm-hmm. before. So just a bunch of new, bunch of new products, bunch of new stuff. Um, and I'm excited to do to do this so uh, pick it up and and share a drink with us
0: uh, yeah share a drink day. With we'll every, do so. every day so what's it Spirit, be- Spirit Co yeah Spirit Co Spirit.co and you will find a, a link to it on the Facebook group make sure you go check it out and o- go ahead and order now because it takes about what two or three weeks to get here
1: yeah and uh, make sure you are around because it's you gotta be uh 21 or older to sign for the package I had to like run out and catch my FedEx guy the other day
0: (laughs) yeah that's right yeah you gotta be 21 or older to sign for it Uh, have it delivered to your office have it delivered to somewhere where there's definitely someone 21 years or older to sign for
1: yep so
0: right, Brent uh, as we look forward to the winter as we look forward to the next month uh, may your time here be educational and enjoyable if you came here to learn drink what you learn if you came here to share share what you drink If you came in here a stranger, may you exit a friend. And if you came here for adventure, drink drink up. up. Cheers, everyone.
1: Cheers.